Welcome to Cinema Chop Shop. We're coming to you guys Watch remotely. Shop. And I'm just sitting here in my office trying to figure out if my lovely wife, Michelle, who just got a, COVID, a positive COVID test, is going to murder me if I go on our Valentine's vacation without her. Survey says, yes, she is, but I'm still going. Just oh, really my nice God, this is not a medical information podcast. Welcome to Season 8, Episode 14 of Cinema Chop Shop. This is a movie podcast that concedes that remakes are going to happen. So why shouldn't movie buffs... Like us. ...decide who is recast in those iconic roles? My name is... Only When I Trav, a.k.a. Travliners, a.k.a. You Should Trav Left, <laughs> AKA, a.k.a. She's Traving a Baby. Oh, that's the best one. That's why I saved it for last. I like Travliners, too. Instead of, like, calling my anecdotes anecdotes, I'm going to start calling them Travliners. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm joined here remotely by my co-host and co-producer, Sebastian Sean, not to be confused with Sebastian Stan, a.k.a. Destination Anywhere, a.k.a. Hollow Sean, and... Also, we're very pleased to welcome back to the show the Chop Shop regulator, Chelling Lies in America, a.k.a. City on a Chell, a.k.a. Chelephant White. <laughs> and as uh, mentioned previously, my lovely wife, Michelle, is not going to be on this episode. She, uh, she was planning to be, but circumstances are such that she will not. And I did actually come up with some nicknames for her, so she'll be listening to this later. I'm sure she's going to love it. Planes, trains, and auto Michelles, <laughs> a.k.a. my one and only, a.k.a. she said, she said. <laughs> Further description of the show, the tagline says, watch Chop Retrofit, because essentially that's what we do here. We watch older movies, sometimes classic films with iconic actors, and then we retrofit them by tweaking the design with new parts. Quick disclaimer, we're not actually in favor of the remake, reboot, sequel-dependent cinematic culture. That shit'll kill ya. This is more of an exercise in satire and irony. We try to be funny. And sometimes we succeed. All right, that's going to bring us into our first segment, which is going to be movie news. And this is where throughout the week we try to pay attention to stories that relate to our show, that relate to movies, or that our listeners might find interesting. And unfortunately, we do have to start it off with three RIPs. And <clears throat> first, we've got Oscar-nominated cinematographer and a collaborator of Fellini, Giuseppe Rotuno, dies at the age of 97, natural causes, rest in peace and rest in power. Uh, RIP Jean-Claude Carrier, or Carrier maybe, um, the screenwriter of The Unbearable Lightness of Being, dies at the age of 89. Rest in peace, rest in power. And then finally, probably the most movie news related RIP of the week. The People versus Larry Flint, the founder of Hustler Magazine, has died at the age of 78. Rest in peace and rest in power to the three of those individuals. And we've got a lot of other stories to get through. Um, so I'm going to go through them kind of lightning round style. And you guys, I want you to take turns giving me like, a one-word reply. <laughs> All right, so, report. Keanu Reeves has been approached to join the Spider-Verse as Craven the Hunter. Sean? Delightful. 
Michelle Rodriguez and Justice Smith join Chris Pine in Hasbro and Paramount's Dungeon and Dragons reboot. Chelsea? I got nothing. Unnecessary. Yeah. That was three words. Um, Marishala <laughs> Ali was directly involved in hiring Marvel's first black female writer for Blade. Sean? Yay. Okay, Good. You guys are messing up the rotation. I don't want a rotation. <laughs> Next, Peter Dinklage to produce This Was Our Pact and voice a talking bear in the animated film. Short film. Next, SNL star Melissa Villasenor is to host the 2021 film Independent Spirit Awards. Okay. Next, Critics' Choice Mank leads with 12 nominations and... Netflix makes history with four Best Picture nominees. Cool. And that's the the Critics' Choice Awards, I should say. Next, Jamie Lee Curtis joins Kate Blanchett and Kevin Hart in the Borderlands uh, adaptation. The adaptation of Borderlands, the video game, is being adapted into film. We're pretty sure that they heard our last episode. And there was... There was something uh, that you guys wanted me to mention about a like Last of Us video game news. Yeah. Chelsea, um, Chelsea do you want to take this one? No, you go ahead. Okay. <clears throat> so Last of Us, the PlayStation game that has had one, two versions, uh, is being converted into an HBO series. Okay. And Pedro Pascal has been cast as Joel. The- Mando? lead dude in the storyline yeah well that's cool uh next up disney is closing blue sky studios fox's once dominant animation house that was behind the ice age franchise hmm Hmm. watchman director nicole castle is to helm new lines wizard of oz remake barf Stanley Kubrick's unmade film noir, Lunatic at Large, is revived. Filming starts in fall of 2021. Gag. Okay. And that's going to wrap us up on movie news for this week. You guys hear the phone ringing? That must mean it's time for the Department of Corrections Department with Chief Corrections Officer Dana. Greetings, choppers. All your corrections are belong to us. Marco, those were some inspired choices for the recasts. I'm talking Conan the Librarian level kids. Power up! Jared Leto will be starring in and co-producing Tron 3. It's supposedly called Tron Aries. Jeff Bridges is supposed to return, but that remains to be seen as the dude continues to fight lymphoma. Joey Lawrence was in Hit List. I'm going to get my eight bits out of here for this week. So I'll see you next week. You have just died of chopping Terry. All right. Thank you, Dana, for that. Uh, hit list, hit man. Who am I to know? Uh, that's going to close the doors on the Department of Corrections Department for this week. Bringing us to the theme of the episode. Whose idea was this? Mine. Good job, Sean. We're talking about... The films of Kevin Bacon. And specifically, we tried to get uh, a little bit more crafty with it. We're doing Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon. And if the listeners aren't familiar with this, it's also known as Bacon's Law. And it's a parlor game where players challenge each other to find the shortest path between an arbitrary actor 
and prolific actor Kevin Bacon, linked by films they have appeared in together. It rests on the assumption that anyone involved in the Hollywood film industry can be linked through their film roles to Bacon within six steps. The game's name is a reference to Six Degrees of Separation, a concept which posits that any two people on Earth are six or fewer acquaintances apart. Also, in 2007, Bacon started a charitable organization called SixDegrees.org, and in 2020, Bacon started a podcast called The Last Degree of Kevin Bacon. And there's something also from The Guardian? Yeah, we were... uh... Taking a look at his uh, Wikipedia entry, and apparently The Guardian named him the greatest actor to have never been nominated for an Academy Award. But I hear he's going to be nominated for his role in The Guardian. How ironic. All right, that's going to bring us to our Midnight Double Feature. This is where we go around the panel, and we each talk about two movies that are within our subject of the week, and we talk about why they relate to each other, why they would be a good double feature. And Chelsea, would you like to go first? Sure. My first film is from 2007. It's called Death Sentence. And I'm pairing that with 2013's Ripped. Right. Ripped. (laughs) R-I-P-D. This one's starring Channing Tatum? uh, Ryan Reynolds. Oh, close. (laughs) Push your mouth out. (laughs) It's Ryan Reynolds and um, Jeff Bridges. and. Uh Kevin Bacon is the bad guy. Kevin Bacon. And then in Death Sentence, he's kind of the good guy gone bad. But one thing that I noticed in R.I.P.D. at the end, his character turns into the like his dead version of himself. And he's got like a missing part on his head. Oh, whoa. At, at the end of Death Sentence, when he goes and gets his revenge... He shaves his head and has like a massive scar with like staples right in the exact same spot. All right. Gross. Well, no, it's pretty cool though. There's like connective tissue between these two uh these two films. Literally. Head injury. Head injury. Uh, one of the one of the precursors to serial killerism. Have you seen RIPD? No, I have not. It's However, pretty fun. It will come up again tonight. Um, yeah, that was, that was fun. I, I like death sentence a lot. Way more. It's pretty cool. It's a family revenge story, um, with some really cool, realistic stunts. Yeah. Like I was jumping out of my chair. I was holding my breath at some of those scenes. Okay. So maybe it's a little bit underrated. Highly underrated. Yeah. Right on. Okay. Sean, (laughs) over to you. What do you got for a double feature? All right. I'm going to kick it off with 1988's Criminal Law. This okay. Is starring, this is starring uh, Gary Oldman and, of course, Kevin Bacon. And Gary Oldman's playing a prosecuting attorney who is now turned to being a defense attorney. And the film leads right out of the gate with them in the courtroom, closing arguments. He's defending Kevin Bacon, who is a spoiled, entitled brat who's in, been accused of killing somebody. And he gets him off. From the chart. If I'm wrong, Sean, sorry to interrupt, but aren't Kevin Bacon and Gary Oldman also in Murder in the First? They are. Okay. The film really centers around uh, Gary Oldman getting pulled into this web of killings and murder that Kevin Bacon really delights in. He's uh, kind of an unhinged character. And one thing worth noting in this film, 
at this age, uh, Gary Oldman bears a striking resemblance to Christian Bale, and it looks like Christian Bale and Timothy Hutton had a baby. And oh, it was, wow. It was young Gary Oldman. Huh. Uh, cool movie. And I'm pairing that with uh, 2000's Hollow Man. This oh, is, okay. of course, the takeoff on The Invisible Man. It's not a, it's not a great movie. I didn't like this film. Uh, Kevin Bacon, Elizabeth Shue, and Josh Brolin. Bacon gets turned invisible because they were like kind of like rushing through this experiment and he decides to make himself the test subject. Right. And once he becomes invisible, he becomes this unchecked ego and really does whatever the fuck he wants, including leading off with raping a woman that's never spoken of again. And there are no repercussions. There are, there is no, uh, there's no reckoning whatsoever, uh, regarding this act. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I picked these two together just because they're good examples of Kevin Bacon playing this these uh, deplorable villains with no redeeming qualities whatsoever. Yeah, he um, considering like some of the more all American roles that he has, he can play a pretty good villain. Yeah, I think that Kevin Bacon exceeds in playing the straight laced military style good guy or at the other extreme, the really, really bad evil guy. Did you ever see that movie Trapped that he and uh, Courtney Love and maybe maybe Ashley Judd were in? Um, sounds familiar. I don't think I've we, seen it. We watched I'll, the trailer, but we didn't watch it. Oh, okay. Well, I have it on DVD. I'll um I'll Lysol it down and uh, <laughs> <laughs> throw it over to you. Uh, just for the listeners, I did get a rapid test today and tested negative. Um, I'm not trying to bring any action up to North Carolina with me. All right, my turn for the Midnight Double Feature. I've got really the really the uh, tie that binds these two together is that they're both bummers. They're both about childhood trauma. The first one is called Sleepers from 1996. And it was directed by Barry Levinson, who's got a, a large catalog of work. He directed The Natural, he directed Good Morning Vietnam and Rain Man. Sleepers has a 73% on Rotten Tomatoes. After a prank goes disastrously wrong, a group of boys are sent to a detention center where they are brutalized. 13 years later, an unexpected random encounter with a former guard gives them a chance for revenge. And one of the, uh, one of the guards that brutalizes them is Kevin Bacon. So once again, playing that really creepy role. On the other hand, we've got Mystic River from 2003. This was directed by Clint Eastwood, 88% on Rotten Tomatoes. This is before he got into the uh, <laughs> Get Off My Lawn <laughs> series. But uh, when the daughter, Emmy Rossum, of ex-con Jimmy Marcus, played by Sean Penn, is murdered, two of his childhood friends from the neighborhood are involved. Dave, played by Tim Robbins, is a blue-collar worker and he was the last person to see her alive. While Sean, played by Kevin Bacon, is a homicide detective, and he's heading up the case. As Sean proceeds with his investigation, Jimmy conducts his own through neighborhood contacts. Eventually, Jimmy suspects Dave is the culprit and considers taking the law into his own hands. Taking the bacon. I've seen both of those. They're both good movies. Yeah, they're both solid, but they're not like feel-good movies by any means. All right, so that's going to wrap us up on the Midnight Double feature, bringing us to our feature segment. And this is the recast. 
This is where we take a pre-selected film that we've all seen and we go around the panel and we hypothetically recast a few of the main roles with actors from today. And the first movie that we're going to be talking about is Stir of Echoes from 1999, uh, directed by David Cope, and it's got a 67% on Rotten Tomatoes. Let me ask you, had you guys seen this movie before? I had not. I saw it in the theater. Okay. And Chelsea, as a first-time viewer, what did you think? Um, I liked it. I thought it was creepy. Yes. But I don't like the actress that plays his wife. Her voice annoys me. So to like hear them having sex. Oh, yeah. I want it. Yeah. It was not a good thing. You know who she reminds me of is the wife on The League. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. I didn't, I didn't uh, chop her, but she, uh, she got shopped. Blue-collar family man Tom Whitsky, played by Kevin Bacon, scoffs at supernatural phenomena until he lets his wife's sister, Lisa, played by Ileana Douglas, put him into a hypnotic trance. He goes to the sunken place. Upon waking, Tom realizes he has a psychic connection with his son, Jake, and he also has alarming hallucinations of a missing teenage neighbor named Samantha. Tom, convinced that his visions will lead him to the girl, begins a desperate search that puts him into a life-threatening situation. Uh, that scene where he's digging was very visceral. Yes. Yeah. All right, so the roles we've got. Kevin Bacon as Tom Witzke. He was 41 at the time. We've got his wife, Catherine, uh, excuse me, Maggie Witzke, played by Catherine Irby, not to be confused with Irby Street, right here in Florence, South Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> and then finally, we've got her sister, his sister-in-law, the uh, the new age lady who puts him under hypnosis. Um, her name is Lisa Wheel or Weil, um, played by Ileana Douglas, who was 34 at the time. And are you guys ready? Yeah. yeah. All right, let's go for it, Chelsea. Who is your pick for Tom Witzke in Stir of Echoes? So my actor is mostly known for his television roles, and they're pretty iconic. Um, he was on Roseanne and the Connors. I went with uh -huh. Michael Fishman. And his bacon number is number two. Okay. He was in a movie called Undrafted with Joseph Mazzello. Okay. And Joseph Mazzello was in the River Wild with Kevin Bacon. Ah, okay. Now tell me your pick's name again. I didn't catch it. Michael Fishman. He was uh, DJ Tanner on Roseanne. The... No shit. Yeah. Wow. Is he? And he's still acting? Well, on the Connors reboot. And then oh, yeah. he, does, he does like TV appearances, like in TV shows. Well, we're going we're gonna to get him back on the big screen. All right. Over to you, Sean. Um, my actor was in Lennon or McCartney with Gary Oldman, who was in criminal law with Kevin Bacon. So we've got two, two degrees. I went with Aaron Paul. Oh, okay. Interesting. I recently for video game movies watched the need for speed disaster. Two hours. I will never get back. All right. Are you, uh, are you looking at my visuals, Sean? I'm, I've got your visuals, but I do not have your picks called up yet. I, I'll, I'm okay, waiting. Okay, so my actor is 40 now. He was in How to Be a Serial Killer with Laura Regan, who was in Hollow Man 2 with Kevin Bacon. His name is Matthew Gray Goobler. Oh, Matthew yeah. Oh, I shopped him. Gray 
Goobler is my pick. He's got a little little bit of bacon going on. I can see it. A wiggle the waffle, a making the bacon. I smell the coffee because it's percolating. <laughs> All right, next we've got his wife Maggie. Uh, Maggie Witzke. She's not much help in the whole situation. No. She was 34 at the time. And Chelsea, who were you thinking about for this? So my actress, she was in The Post with Tom Hanks. And Tom Hanks was in Apollo 13 with Kevin Bacon. I went with Alison Brie. Oh, yeah. Alison Brie is great. Glow, right? Yeah. And Community. Yeah, she's yeah. she's awesome. All right, Sean, your turn. All right, this was my... Uh longest kevin bacon connection this is a three degrees of separation uh this actress is 34 years old she was in schitt's creek with Catherine o'hara who was in home alone with daniel stern who was in diner with kevin bacon uh-huh. I went with annie murphy ah all right nice you david yeah so what i figured out when i was researching this that parlor game has turned into who can find the biggest kevin bacon number oh Oh. the reverse yes i mean you just pick somebody who's in their first movie and there's nobody else in it well i mean yeah but it's it's crazy because it's crazy to find anything other than a two or a one it's hard that's wild this man is prolific um my actress is 33 now she was in Avengers Infinity War with Josh Brolin, who was in Hollow Man with Kevin Bacon. Her name is Karen Gillen. Yes. Karen Gillen. All right, we've got one more, and that is the sister, Lisa, played by Ileana Douglas. And we were mentioning how she's she's never really been a leading actress, but she's got a lot of supporting roles and really good character work. And... A very distinct look. Yeah, yeah. She's a great character actress. Big eyes is what I'm getting at. She's got big eyes. All right. So, Chelsea, who's your pick for Lisa? My actress was in Everyone Says I Love You with Billy Crudup, who was in Sleepers with Kevin Bacon. Not entirely sure you're going to know her. I went with Christy Carlson Romano. So she got her start on the... Everybody loves Raymond with Ray Romano. No, with on even Stevens with Shia LaBeouf. But she also did all of those like terrible remakes of The Cutting Edge. Oh, yeah. Toe pick. Anyways, did you catch my theme? I did not. Michael Fishman, Allison Brie, Christy Carlson Romano. They're all related to food. They are. Oh. Romano, I don't get it. Romano cheese. cheese Brie okay. cheese and fish. <laughs> so Romano cheese is like... Uh, like a Parmesan. It's like Parmesan. Okay. Yeah. I, I always get confused because there's Romano cheese, Roma tomatoes, and romaine lettuce. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm eating. Your pick, Sean. All right, so you're talking about Ileana with the big eyes. My actress has some big eyes, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Ileana kind of embodies a bit of that New Jersey, New York kind of deal with her voice and her personality. This actress is from Philadelphia. Um, she was in Wanderlust with Gary Sinise, who was in Beyond Boundaries with Kevin Bacon. And Apollo 13. 
and Apollo 13. Uh, I went with Kat Dennings. I love Kat Dennings. That's good. Uh, She needs to open a line of jean jackets called Dennings Denim. My pick for Lisa (laughs) is 33 now. Uh, She was in All Nighter with J.K. Simmons, who was in Patriot's Day with Kevin Bacon. She's also the spokesperson for some sort of telecommunications company that's not paying us. Her name is Milana Vaintrub. Milana Vaintrub. She's got really big eyes also. Yes, she does. And she's been bullied on the internet a lot. I know. Yeah, fuck that noise. Yeah, people need to leave her alone. Leave Milana alone. (laughs) Uh, Unfortunately, her name is like way too close to the former first lady. So final thoughts on Stir of Echoes. I liked it. Yeah, I liked the movie. Uh, the the proper amount of creepiness. Um, I was telling Chelsea that when I saw it in the theater, I was a little pissed off because I had read a novel about a year or two before that had basically the same story. However, oh, wow. Stir of Echoes gave no credit to this novel. So what they, was the novel? I don't remember. I wish I could recall, <clears throat> but the storyline was very, very similar. I had Dana. A, I had to, yeah, Dana. It had to do with digging around in a basement looking for a ghost of a dead girl. And I was I was really pissed off at the time, but uh, still oh, that was that was um, never mind. Go ahead. <laughs> but I can see past that and and realize it, it's it's a it's a fine movie. Um, another good creepy bacon flick, indeed. And I I like it as well. Um, my lovely wife Michelle and I drink. We both uh, like this movie and saw it when it came out, um, but. We saw it separately as we were not uh, yet together. And uh, I think that's a cool shared interest. All right. Well, with that, we're going to go ahead and head into intermission, but not before we say, let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby and get ourselves some bacon wrapped bacon. Ew. I think I'll just take Kira's phone number. Ooh, would you um, would you try chocolate covered bacon, Chelsea? No, I hate bacon. And for those of you just tuning in, you're listening to the Chop Shop Morning Zoo on WCCS eighty five point five FM, The Shop with Travisito, the Brew Boss, and me, Chelsea, the Regulator. Where we'll be breaking down the recast of your precious childhood movies all morning, morning long. long. And if you can't listen on your toilet or in your car, just search for Cinema Chop Shop on Podbean.com. And it came to pass that the Lord Pod saith unto the Chop Shoppers to go forth, to rate, to review, and to subscribe to Cinema Chop Shop on all of your social media and your podcaster apps. Now it's about time for the holy sacrament of a beer check-in. You too can follow the path to Cinema Chop Shop on Untapped. That's U-N-T-A-P-P-D. Everyone, hallelujah! Hallelujah. Praise Jesus! Amen. Well, hello there, all you naughty chop shoppers. So, you like to listen? 
Oh, you're bad. Wouldn't you also love to see all of our hot pictures and posts on our very own social media? Just search for Cinema Chop Shop on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram if you think you can handle it. This weekend on CCS Wrestling. Woo! If you miss this event, you suck! Woo! It'll be the ultimate recasting extravaganza you have ever seen. Between the challenger... Trontastic Ron! I'm gonna rip his face off! Woo! And the defending champ... Little Thanos! You ain't got nothing, brother! I can't stop saying woo! It's an actual medical condition! So if you've got a problem with that, we'll see you in Gmail where you can send us comments, corrections, concerns, and complaints. That's cinemajobshop at gmail.com. Do you need a used movie? Good credit, bad credit, no credit, no problem. Come on down to Wacky Trav's Cinema Chop Shop Blowout Sale. He's He's out out of of his mind. mind. Where we can guarantee you you'll go home happy. Social security number, criminal background check, and blood sample required. Side effects may include euphoria, hallucinations, and delusions of grandeur. So please remember to watch Chop Retrofit. Thank you for bearing with us, Chop Shoppers. I, for no reason, went and peed in the yard. And when we come back from intermission, Sean, what do we like to do? Beer check-ins. And what do you have for us today? In the first half, I was drinking a beer uh, from Heist Brewery out of Charlotte, North Carolina called Wooha Got You All in Check. And it's a Czech Pilsner. Oh, okay. Uh, so that's a song. That's you, a, a hip hop song that says, Got You All in Check. If you say so. And then in the second half, I am drinking. Uh, Galactic Gator, New England IPA from 13 Stripes Brewery, and it's a collaboration with Warped Cigars. Where is Warped Cigars out of? Uh, Miami. I don't know what a cigar company would have to offer in a beer collaboration. Uh, oh, so they're not even a brewery. They're an actual cigar it's company. A cigar company. I will tell you about this beer. It is a murky New England IPA. Like, not just hazy, picture- but murky. If you picture a gator in the swamp, this is like very murky, like opaque beer. And uh, I'm not in love with it. Maybe they um, blew cigar smoke into it. All right. I am drinking um, Diaspora Series 7 from Seminar Brewing in Florence, South Carolina. That's SeminarBrewing.com. Now it's time to go into our 2021 movie marathon. It is the 43rd day of the year as of this recording. And I'm on number 49 or 50. I believe I'm on 50 now. And Chelsea, wow us. Not yet. Have Sean tell you his number. Sean, what's your number, dude? 54. And then Chelsea, hey, hey, we want to hear your number. 100. Woo! I can't stop saying woo. It's an actual medical condition. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so what, what is your first check-in, Chelsea? Uh, I watched the Britney Spears documentary, Framing Oh, I want to know about this. I was just talking about it yesterday. And I have, I've loved her since I was little. 
I am right there with that YouTube guy that was like screaming, leave Britney alone. Chris Coker, uh-huh. Croker. Something like that. I think everyone was so mean to her. Justin Timberlake made an Instagram apology today, but he needs to do more. You think that, oh, okay. I haven't seen the documentary, but he can't be the only reason that she's all fucked up. No, but he was a big, big catalyst in a time where everybody knew she was unraveling. And he released Cry Me a River. Cry Me a River, yes. Uh, So I guess I do need to watch this documentary before I comment any further. But I thought that she ditched him. No, they broke up and he alleged that she cheated on him, which, okay, maybe maybe that did happen. But at the same time, you're talking about 18 and 19 year olds. And he it also was, it happened in the club and it was Mickey Mouse. He waits a few years in a time where Britney is clearly something is wrong. Like we can all see this. Kevin Federlane. And um, he releases the Crimea River video, like really villainizing her. And watch the interviews that happen afterwards. It's it's gross. Okay, fair enough. I will watch it. Over to you, Sean. What's your first check-in? I'm going to be checking in some Kevin Bacon movies. I watched The Woodsman. Oh, this is the adaptation of Snow White? Totally. Uh, this is a 2004 film with uh, Kevin and his wife, Kira Sedgwick. He plays a pedophile sex offender attempting to reintegrate into society while, while at the same time keeping watch over another pedophile he suspects is on the same path. So it's like a Dexter situation? Yeah, very much the Dexter situation. That's a good uh, a good analogy. Okay. Uh, I like this movie. I think that if you have not checked it out, uh, do so. It's got some cool stuff and Kira Sedgwick kind of plays a hard-nosed blue-collar chick and nice role for her I think cool deal my first check-in is gonna be Space Sweepers aka Victory uh it's on Netflix and it's just really silly it's a it's a sci-fi movie where they um encounter this sentient robot that they all recognize to be a weapon of mass destruction but they need her help uh, my review silly and over the top sci-fi action with okay acting and a decent premise so that's I, I think I gave it like two stars okay over to you Sean um, I'm checking in uh, from 1982 diner okay and- now I do want to hear your thoughts on this well my my take is holy crap Launchpad film for Kevin Bacon, Paul Reiser, Daniel Stern, Tim Daly, Steve Gutenberg, Mickey Rourke, and Ellen Barkin. Yep. Uh, crazy cast. Uh, try to bankroll that cast today. Um, oh, no way. No way. It's a charming slice of life film set in 1959 Baltimore. Uh, and keeping with the times, there are some inappropriate uh, views and comments towards women. Yeah, I reflected that in my review as well. Um, but if you... Take that on on its nose, on what it is. Beyond that, really solid dialogue. A lot of the angst of transitioning from uh, being a young adult to an actual, like, have-to-do-shit adult. Yeah. I thought it was really good. My, one of my favorite parts is Paul Reiser's way of getting rides. He's like, yeah. oh, you, uh, you going to drive your car home? Yeah. <laughs> 
I love how Mickey Rourke dresses like he's from the 80s, but really they're in the 50s. They're in the 50s. He would have gotten his ass lynched. Like, <laughs> he's, he's wearing eyeliner and he works at a hairstyling place. Yeah. Now, granted, they're in Baltimore, but you're still in Maryland. That wouldn't have that would not have flown. I mean, he was not a he was not a homosexual character, but he was very flamboyant and very kind of uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Metro. Yeah. Well, I guess I metro is the right word. Androgynous, maybe. Yeah, a little bit. I think all of that. I just all of his clothes look like he was from the 80s, not the 50s. He was shopping at Chess King. All right. My next one is the White Tiger. Uh, which I think I talked to you about it on Wednesday. It came out this year, 2021. It's a brand new release. An ambitious but loyal servant ascends to be the driver for a powerful family. However, his aspirations go much higher. Um, I don't want to give away a whole lot, but upon starting the movie, I had the, the typical Western response like, oh, this is very similar to Slumdog Millionaire. But then later in the film, the lead actor, who's also the narrator, directly references Slumdog Millionaire. And uh, I don't want to do the Indian accent, but he says, believe me, there's not a million rupee game that you can win to get out of the chicken coop. So you guys have not seen that yet? Not yet. Not yet. I saw a lot of buzz about it in your review. I highly recommend it. You give it five stars. Five stars. So this will be in your 2021 top. 21 of 2021 unless letterbox starts allowing six star reviews <laughs> <laughs> all right so sean go ahead all right my last check-in the river wild from 1994 uh very fun uh suspenseful actiony kind of movie starring meryl streep and kevin bacon and david statharn and john c Riley. and john yeah, c Riley. yep yep uh so Bacon and Riley are two crooks and they kind of hook up with this family that kind of live along the river. And she was a former guide and they're just on a camping trip. They're on a camping trip. That's yes. right. And they kind of, Oh, and uh, 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 who else is in it? Um, the husband. What's his name? Uh, Bill, uh, Benjamin Bratt. Benjamin Bratt's playing yeah. like a park ranger and they kind of hijack uh, they kind of hijack a raft and uh, they make Meryl Streep be their guide as they get down the river so they can get away with this money that they've got. Yeah, and she can guide them through um, the like, treacherous, like a difficult part of the mm-hmm. the river. Um, Remind me, um, the actor who plays the husband? Stathern. He was also in Nomadland, right? Yes. Yes. All right, right on. Um, so I, I really like this movie. Um, it was it came out right around the time that I was starting to recognize film as an art form. And Sean, you had a problem with one oh, yeah. part of it though, right? Yes, yes. I only had one problem with it, and I'll read you my Twitter review. Suspenseful flick with the great cast, but something was annoying me. Then I looked it up. Yep, Jerry fucking Goldsmith shitting all over it with his cliched soundtrack. What a hack. Tell us how you really feel. Well, I wonder when Goldsmith died, when they buried him, did they have like violinists standing by just to do that trilling violin thing that he always did (laughs) with his suspenseful movies? 
Wow. Yeah, I don't like that guy. I, I never I liked him either. He just he basically just pissed on his grave. I would if I could. All right, I've got one last one, and this is a like a sneak preview check-in because I just watched it today. And it's one that we've talked about in movie news and on the show. It's a Cage Rager. It stars Nicolas Cage. It is Willy's Wonderland. So picture the animatronic uh, characters at Chuck E. Cheese or uh, what was the other one? Showbiz Pizza. Showbiz Pizza, except they are minions of the devil who will actually kill you. And Nicolas Cage rolls into town and is basically duped into cleaning up the place for the night so they can reopen. But in actuality, then this is not really a spoiler. This you can't really spoil. <laughs> it's shit in the trailer. People. Yeah, in actuality, they're sacrificing people to the devil uh, inside <laughs> of this, like on a weekly basis. I'm pissed um, off that you've seen this already. <laughs> the The supporting cast is really good too. They're all like younger actors um, who. They're kind of like the the Scooby-Doo gang. So growing up, we didn't have Chuck E. Cheese in South Dakota, but we had like, we had a local version, like total rip, like rip off of it, but it was called Giggle Bees. Oh, Giggle Bees. Yeah. It's like Applebee's, but funny. (laughs) Yeah. Well, Applebee's can be funny. I know. I worked there for three years. All right. So that's going to wrap us up on the 2021 movie marathon for this week. That brings us to the second part of our feature segment, The Recast Continued. Reheated bacon. The next degree. (laughs) I love it. All right, so the movie that we are talking about for this one, it's another classic, I believe, in my opinion, from 1995, Apollo 13. I like this movie a lot. I, I really like this movie. Yeah, it's it gets you right in the feels, and it's based on a true story. Directed by Ron Howard, 96% on Rotten Tomatoes. This Hollywood drama is based on the events of the Apollo 13 lunar mission. Astronauts Jim Lovell, played by Tom Hanks, Fred Hayes, played by Bill Paxton, and Jack Swigert, played by Kevin Bacon, find everything going according to plan after leaving Earth's orbit. However, when an oxygen tank explodes, the scheduled moon landing is called off. Subsequent tensions within the crew and numerous technical problems threaten the astronauts' survival and their safe return to Earth. Just a, it harkens back to the days of the summer blockbuster, like the real deal summer July 4th weekend movie that would come out and everybody went to the theater. And just that makes me a little bit sad just thinking back about that. But Let's take this moment to pause as a nation and reflect on how awesome drive-ins are. (laughs) And we should really be making a renaissance of drive-in movies. We should also mention that the last drive-in that we went to. And the first. (laughs) Chelsea's first, but our together. There was an earthquake. It was an earthquake, but we also saw. Footloose. Starring Kevin Bacon. Starring Kevin Bacon. And Travis. (laughs) And me. I did a. I did a, we did a dance off, right? Dance. Oh, party. yeah, we did. <laughs> We've got Jim Lovell, 
played by Tom Hanks, America's dad. He was only 39 at the time, and yet he looked exactly like he looks right now. Right. Then we've got Fred Hayes, played by the late, great Bill Paxton. Uh, rest in peace and rest in power to him. Uh, he was 40 at the time. And then we've got Jack Swigert, played by Kevin Bacon, who was 37. All right, Chelsea, who's going to be your Jim Lovell? So my actor was in The Best Man with Stuart Townsend, who was uh-huh. entrapped with Kevin Bacon. Uh, his name is Tom Ellis. You'd know him as Lucifer. Oh, in the show Lucifer? Yeah. I kind of like that show. I've only seen the first season, but I, I, there's something about the um, his charisma. Yeah. You know, he can basically just win any situation. Right I've, on. I've only seen a little bit of the show too, but he, I really like him. Cool deal. Sean, your turn. I went with a 41-year-old actor who was in a 2004 episode of uh, Law & Order Criminal Intent. With I Catherine swear Hurt. in my head just now I thought you were going to say he was in a 2004 episode of Cinema Chop Shop. No, no, no. He was in Criminal Intent with Catherine Irby, who was in Stir of Echoes yes. with Kevin Bacon. I'm talking about all-American boy John Krasinski. I shopped him. I was about this close. How good was he on SNL? He was great. Oh, my God. <laughs> Kiss Pam. <laughs> all right my pick have you got my visual aids yep yeah all right so my pick is 38 now he was in endings beginnings with kira sedgwick he was also or she was in cop car with kevin bacon and she's in a marriage with kevin bacon uh his name is sebastian stan sebastian i like it is uh the Winter Soldier. He's going to be on the mission. Next up, we've got the role of Fred Hayes, played by Bill Paxton, who was 40. And Chelsea, who's your pick for this? So my actor was in the movie Hot Rod with Sissy Spacek, who was in JFK with Kevin Bacon. I went with Bill Hader. It's kind of a cheat, though, because everybody's in JFK. (laughs) Whatever. It count. Good job. Good job. And uh, that's two degrees, right? Yes. All of mine are two degrees because two is the average bacon number. That's insane. Sean. Um, I went with another all-American boy. He is uh, 40 years old. No, I'm sorry. He's 39. He'll be 40 in June. He was in Fantastic Four, Rise of the Silver Surfer with Lawrence Fishburne who was in Mystic River, I went with Captain America himself, Chris Evans. Oh, yeah. Speaking of... He's going to be in something new. There's some like TV show or something. I just saw an advertisement for it today, and I can't remember what it is, but there's something new with him. So he's a perfect uh, compliment to your Winter Soldier. Yeah, absolutely. All right. (laughs) I'm a little bit apprehensive about this this next chop, considering conversations... My Fred Hayes is 40 now. He was in The Open Road with Jeff Bridges, who was in R.I.P.D. with Kevin Bacon. His name is Justin Timberlake. (laughs) (laughs) 
That is completely legit. I made this like three days ago. And that's not even your 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 degrees of separation you have on your slide. Oh, it's not. You said he was in one, he was in Wonder Wheel with Juno, Juno Temple, Temple, who was in Black Mass. Because I don't think he's in um, R.I.P.D. Who? Who do you say? Bridges. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, that's weird. I must have. No, I, must I know have... what happened. You 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 were looking at that website that does all the baconating. Yeah, you can uh-huh. find many links. Yeah, it's a different link. But so there's still two. It's Justin Timberlake, JT Baby. He's going to sing his Smurf song. Boy, Chelsea's just steaming over here. I can actually feel the rage from my office. Bye, bye, bye. I I think JT has gotten roped into the John Hamm territory for Chelsea. Uh, (laughs) Speaking of pork products, the next actor is Kevin Bacon, who uh, was 37 when he played Jack Swigert. And he's not the lead of the movie, but his character and his performance were impactful. And Chelsea, who did you pick for this? My actor was in Boy Choir with Dustin Hoffman, who was in Sleepers with Kevin Bacon. I went with Kevin McHale. Oh, nice. Okay, so Kevin McHale. And is there a theme? Uh, Yeah, there is. Okay. Uh, I won't. I probably already know it, but I won't reveal it for the listeners. We'll let you give that away at the end. This is the end. This is the end. Uh, what is it? What is your theme? What, what's your guess? Okay, so say the names again, the three names. No. <laughs> Tom Ellis, Bill Hader, Kevin McHale. Is it... It's not SNL. No. You don't got it. Do you got it, I don't Sean? got it. What is it? So Tom Hanks played the first character. Bill Paxton played Bill, H- like my Bill Hader, Kevin McHale. Oh, you Tom got first Bill, names. Oh. Kevin, yeah. Cool. Clever. Whatever. Yeah, you, uh, if they, if I could send you a whoosh emoji, I would do well, that. Well, here's right the now. thing. My original thing was to use the degrees to make my favorite numbers, but I quickly realized that it's difficult to get any number other than two. So I had to like rethink my whole, what I was going to do. That's some seriously crazy shit that I don't think you should admit in public. Uh, So Sean, who's your pick for Jack Swigert? Um, My actor has one degree of separation from Kevin Bacon. Whoa. He was in Crazy Stupid Love with Kevin Bacon. Uh, I went with Ryan Gosling. The Goss. Who was also in First Man. True. So we're on topic. Yeah, that's an astronaut movie. Well, so was it Apollo 13. Exactly. My actor is 30 now. He was in Lennon or McCartney with Robert Patrick who was in Jane Mansfield's car with Kevin Bacon. It's Jack O'Connell. Again, different from what you have on your slide. Lennon or McCartney with Benedict Cumberbatch, who was in Black Mass with Kevin Bacon. But look at the resemblance. Yeah, it's good. I like the pick. Yes, it's a good pick. He was pick. also in Skins, and he was in Unbroken 
that Angelina, I think it was like Angelina Jolie's first directorial movie. He can do an American accent, but he's British. Yeah, that's my dude. All right, final thoughts on Apollo 13. If you haven't seen it, like, go watch it. Yeah, I always liked this. I, I liked the um, the casting of the uh, guys on the ground at Mission Control. Oh, yeah. I found their story just as fascinating as what was happening up in, you know, in space. Correct me if I'm wrong, but Ed Harris is one of them, right? Yes. Yeah. So there's a really good documentary about the Apollo missions on Netflix and the guys that were actually there, like they show video and photos and they talk about it and they reference this movie going, he nailed it. They got it totally right. The number one question that people have for astronauts in space is how you pee. All right. That's going to bring us to our final bonus segment which is going to be a battle royale between the following. Kevin Bacon versus Francis Bacon versus the Macon Bacon. <laughs> um, Kevin Bacon is an oracle, or so the website says, so I choose him. Now let's explain to the listeners what the Macon Bacon is, because I don't think they have the benefit of the visual. Uh, the Macon Bacon is a minor league baseball team located in Macon, Georgia, and they lean into it. Yeah, they do. And then Francis Bacon, for those who did not go to art school, is a American abstract figurative painter, uh, similar in style to Lucian Freud. Yeah, I'm going to go with Kevin Bacon. Yeah, Kevin Bacon. Unanimous, Kevin Bacon wins the day. Hooray! We want to wrap it up. Chelsea, thank you for being here and doing what you do. Thank you for having me. And I also want to thank the engineer, my co-host and co-producer, my partner in crime, the Brew Boss. Ooh, I'm a partner in crime now. Yeah, I mean, you always have been, but you didn't know you were complicit. (laughs) Uh, Do you know what next week's episode is, sir? Oh, goodness. It is... uh the often delayed and rescheduled food films food movies and we're gonna have a special guest on that episode uh chop shop favorite Knowles is gonna be on the show as of right now uh vaccinations pending and i do have a sneak preview question and answer for next week's trivia who plays the female lead opposite Aaron Eckhart in the 2007 romantic comedy No Reservations? What year? 2007. Jennifer Aniston. That's a good guess. Oh, Catherine Heigl. Oh, you're so close. Drop the Heigl, add two more words. I don't know. Catherine Zeta-Jones. Oh, okay. Catherine Zeta-Jones. And the title is coincidental. It is not related to the show hosted by the late, great Anthony Bourdain. But there was a, a TV show based on his book, Kitchen Confidential, that starred Bradley Cooper and somebody else. Can't remember. Uh, so yeah, that's your sneak preview question and answer for next week's trivia. We had a good turnout this past week and 
uh, we want to plug the podcast itself. Please rate, review, and subscribe to us on your podcatcher apps. Uh, we're hosted online on Podbean. We're Cinema Chop Shop on there. We are also Cinema Chop Shop on Twitter, Facebook, and Gmail, and Untapped. That's where we'll check in our beers that we uh, that that we drank. And before before we close out, anything that either of you want to plug? Trivia. Trivia's <laughs> coming up. It will already be out by the time we drop the episode, but the Hello Oblivion bottle release at Seminar Brewing. That's the barrel-aged Imperial Stout. With lots of goodies in it. Yeah, I uh, believe uh, you've got cocoa nibs and vanilla. And cinnamon. Uh, and cinnamon. It's going to be very tasty. We might even try that next week on the Food Movies episode. I might have to stop by the brewery and grab one before I go out of town. Um, I just learned today that uh, the brewery is also going to be canning Pulpy Love. Oh, wow. The first incarnation of Pulpy Love, I think. Uh, strawberry Raspberry, maybe? That's awesome. <clears throat> that, was a, that was a fan favorite. And finally, we want to say farewell to you, the listeners. Thank you for tuning in. Remember to wear your mask and social distance. And please remember to watch Chop Retrofit. And eat some bacon. <laughs> <laughs>